Welcome to the Savannah Irish Festival podcast. Being Irish in Savannah is more than just luck. It's woven into the fabric of this magical city. It's more than just a celebration. It's culture and community. Now sit back, enjoy the crack, and be sure to follow along all season at savannahirishfest.com. My name is Tara, and I am with the Savannah Irish Festival. And with me, we have to my left... Walt Harper. I'm the entertainment director. And... Dina Shores. I am vice chair Very of good. the committee. We are the Savannah Irish Festival Committee, and we have been around since being established in 1992. Our first festival was in 1993. And in February 2023, we celebrated our 30th year. I have not been on the festival committee that long, um, but Dina has. So Dina, why don't you kind of jump into and tell us a little bit about the founding or what you know of the founding and the history of the Savannah Irish Festival? Sure. Um, What I know of the founding um, is from a program that that we found that the committee started with a bunch of Savannah families um, around their dining room table and just said, you know, hey, look, we need Savannah needs something to declare to show our history and our pride of our Irish heritage. And those families were the Buttermers and the Hogans and the Sheffields and the, I think the Powers and, you know, I'd have to look back at the list, but they were a bunch of the old Irish families. And um, with their help and their guidance, we've gotten to a great foundation of a, of a festival here in Savannah that we happen to love and cherish and it kicks off the Irish St. Patrick's Day season. And while you've been on the festival committee since 2015 as the entertainment director, um, talk to us a little bit about what you know of the history of the entertainment and then what we're doing now. Well, I wasn't uh, the entertainment director in 2015. I was under the tutelage of uh, Jimmy Buttermer. And because he wanted to get out of the uh, uh, festival and uh, be with his family and uh, just enjoy the festival instead of having to actually work it. So for two years, I was with him and then took over in uh, 2017. Dina, you were talking about uh, the families. Uh, Mike Sheffield, uh, when I spoke to him last week, uh, he did mention that the reason that they wanted to get the Irish festival together was the exact reasons what that you said. And that was to, because there was a lot of history being lost with the um, um, Irish uh, families and everything. So they just wanted to get the festival going and continue on with the history and everything, which was uh, uh, one of the unique things about this festival is that we have the cultural stage. And uh, the cultural stage was going to be a necessity with this particular festival. Uh, Not all festivals have a cultural stage area. And that's what makes our festival unique in the circuit of festivals, is that we do have that cultural uh, aspect of it. We have the the children's area uh, which uh, gives the children something to do while the parents are in the cultural stage or 
doing other things. So, but uh, doing the entertainment has been, it's always a learning process. And um, I, I learn something every, every single year and uh, uh, everything changes throughout the year, especially these last couple of years. So one thing that we want to say is the Santa Irish Festival, we are a family-friendly event. And we do kick off the season in Savannah. And if you don't know the season, green season or St. Patrick's Day season, one of our committee members, Dory, she said it best. In Savannah, St. Patrick's Day is not just today. We need a whole season. So if you see us, we're in green beginning of February. It kicks off with us, the Savannah Irish Festival. So the last couple of years, we have not had a festival due to COVID. Uh, when COVID came around, um, it was in 2020. The festival had its event the middle of February. And then two, three weeks later, is that right? It, it By the 1st of March. By the 1st of March, we were in COVID. Um, the city shut down. The world shut down. And we managed to somehow save the committee. Um, we did not have a festival in 2021. We were still in COVID. Um, a lot of businesses were struggling financially. A lot of our supporters um, and our sponsors, they were out of business or they were struggling financially. So we did not have a festival. And if you move on to 2022, again, we did not have a festival because our sponsors were still trying to recover from the pandemic. And in 2023, we decided if we don't do a festival, we may not recover. So in February of 2023, we had a beautiful festival at Savannah Station. And it was scaled back. It was scaled yes, back. It was scaled back. Um, previously, the, the festival had been two days. And this year, we had a one-day festival. And since I'm the new kid on the block... Um, Dina, what were your thoughts on going from a two-day festival down to a one-day festival? I liked the idea because we were still, you know, trying to recover and bring everybody back. I, I really was concerned that we wouldn't have people because it was only one day. But Savannah showed up. Savannah showed up wholeheartedly and we were busting at the doors. Um, the weather was absolutely crummy. Um, <laughs> to be nice, if there had been a tornado warning on that day, I, I, we would have expected that. It was just that bad of a, a weather. But we had to close the doors twice, at least twice, because mm -hmm. we were at capacity at the Savannah Station. We were over capacity, we actually. Over capacity. <laughs> okay, we won't tell everybody that. But we, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was crazy to think that Savannah missed us. And that's what we kept hearing day after, or, you know, time and time again, walking through the crowd going, oh, it's so great that you're back, you're back. And, and it was great to see family that, you know, families and friends that we only see once or twice a year, but we always see them at the festival. We always see them St. Patrick's Day. And it was just, it was great to be able to finally have a festival. And it's interesting because it wasn't just the families from Savannah or the other Irish uh, uh, right. organizations mm -hmm. that were in Savannah. We have people that come from Jacksonville, from Atlanta, from Charleston. There was a guy from Michigan. His family happened to be in Savannah here on vacation or for a holiday. And 
they called me and I'm like answering this phone like, what? I don't know any name Michigan. <laughs> and he said, hey, I, I saw your number from the website. Are you doing an Irish festival today? I'm like, we are. He goes, can we come? Yes, you can come. Please. Yeah. <laughs> and he did. He showed up. Yeah, and I think there was a couple other people that come from pretty far away that that usually come to the festival, um, and uh, they, the, I, I think that they thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it was packed, uh, but the and I think the weather, believe it or not, kind of helped it be packed. Uh, so, uh, but I think everyone had a great time in there. Yeah, they did. Um, when Dina said. That we reached capacity multiple times um, and what may have spilled the beans that we might have gone over capacity. <laughs> um, in addition to that, in 2020, the last Savannah Irish Festival, there were, what, six kegs ordered of Guinness? Six kegs for, for two days. For two days. For two days. Y'all, <laughs> Savannah came, came and they showed up and showed out because we ran out of Guinness. In six hours, we opened the doors at 11 and the Guinness was gone by four. And to reiterate that, we went through as many kegs in those six or seven hours as we did in two days. So y'all were ready to have us back. And we appreciate you guys showing up for this event. So um, what was some of your takeaways, Walt, as far as the music goes? Well, the music, I think, was a uh, was good. Uh, we uh, headlined the uh, Burn Brothers, and they're always a big hit. Mm -hmm. uh, the kids, and so I call cute. them kids now, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I knew them when they were small, but they are growing up and they're coming into their own. So I think they're going to eventually go out on their mm -hmm. own. Um, they're going to stay as, as the Burn Brothers, but I think, I think they're going to go out on their own individually. And uh, uh, get into the uh, the uh, uh, Irish music mm -hmm. scene. There really hasn't been a lot of the Irish music scene has been going downhill, uh, just because the older people, the, sure. the the older entertainers, they're getting older, and there's not a lot of young people coming up in the ranks. And uh, uh, I, I think it's important that we continue to support them the younger generation to be able to come up and do the Irish music because it's going to be lost if it's not. So I think that the, uh, uh, the music was very, very good. We had it uh, engineered out to where because of the, the size of the room, uh, you know, we didn't want to have a, just a loud, music we had to engineer for that particular room so i think it worked out great the cultural stage area was not the uh most optimal but uh, uh like all irish we made the best of it and uh we worked with it and uh, uh thank uh, thank uh, carol brown for uh stepping up and um, helping out with that and getting it to the point where you could enjoy that particular area as well. Uh, like I said, it wasn't uh, optimal, but uh, but we did uh, do our best with it. So We did. The Savannah Station is a beautiful, beautiful venue over on Cohen Street, um, and it was perfect for a one-day event uh, this last year. <clears throat> um, then we had 
uh, Michael Gaster, they did our sound, which I was like, we don't need that much sound. And Walt was like, yes, we do. And Walt was right. <laughs> um, say Mark that, that again. On the calendar. <laughs> say that again, Tara. <laughs> Listen, it was recorded once. <laughs> Let's not push it. Um, <laughs> but they, they well, you know, Michael Gaster did a great job. And when you talk about Carol Brown, um, he was one of our entertainers. Um, Fran Doyle was one of our entertainers. We had Seldom Sober as well. And for those of you who are local-ish or know Savannah, for, you know, pretty well, they used to be musicians at Kevin Berry's Irish Pub when it was open on River Street. And if you have lived in Savannah for any time at all, you know that that was the Irish Pub to be uh, when it was open before it closed in 2020. So we're very thankful that Carol and Fran um, and Seldom Sober stepped in and and performed, and we also had the Irish dancers, and they always put on a great show. They're a fan favorite. People love watching the girls perform. Um, so, Dina, do you want to talk more on on that? Sure. Um, Legacy Dance Studio um, is a class act. I mean, they've got dancers from like three years old to high schoolers who are competing worldwide. They are one of two Irish dancing schools in Savannah. Um, Abby and Brent Wood, they have a studio here in town and as well as in Charleston, I believe. Um, and and they, in Jacksonville, too. Oh, Jacksonville. Yeah, that's yep. right. Jacksonville, yeah. too. Um, so they have been they've been great for several years now. Um, I don't even know how many, but they've they've had their dancers on our stage stages. Um, you know, they'll take a turn on the main stage and certainly take a turn on the, the, the children's stage and bring the little ones up there. So, um, yeah, it's great. And their colorful costumes and their, their bouncy hair and their, it's just, it's great. Um, you know, it, it's, it's thundering loud when they put on those hard shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you just, you, you feel it in your heart. So that's what I've always enjoyed. We talked a little bit about the 2023 festival, um, and we talked about, you know, years past. The history of the venue. So we've, we've already said that we had the festival at the Savannah Station in 2023. Walt and Dina, like, talked to us about where the festivals were held in previous years. Well, the first couple of years, um, I spoke with uh, Bobby Buttermer, and he was the chairman of the Savannah Irish Festival for, the, I think, the first seven years. And the first two years, they were at Grayson Stadium, and they had to build the stage on the seats. Uh, on the seats. So it was kind of odd, but they got it done. And uh, then after the first two years, they went to the um, uh, National Guard Armory, and they were over there until 9-11. And then after 9-11, unfortunately, um, they would not allow the festival to continue over there for security reasons and other reasons uh, for training purposes. So then we moved over to the uh, Savannah uh, uh, Civic Center. And that did us very good for quite a while. And then unfortunately, uh, they have closed that and opened up the new in-market arena. So 
and unfortunately, there's not a lot of venues in Savannah that are large enough for us to do what we did. And uh, we got a lot of medium-sized venues, but there's not a lot of large to or medium to large venues that we can draw from that aren't really super expensive. So we try to keep the cost down and uh, it's just, uh, we, I think we've got a new, a great venue this coming year. I'm not going to spill the beans on that yet, not but yet. Uh, the fact that uh, uh, there's uh, the, we don't have to pay for uh, any, uh, all of a, a lot of the little extras like staging sound and that type of thing, because it's already in place. So, yeah, the venue is just more conducive to our needs. Yeah. So, Dana, um, do you know anything more about the uh, uh, the uh, venues that uh, we had, like the uh, armory? I know we had to have tents. Oh, we yeah. had it inside, uh, and we had it outside, and right. we had to get like a big circus tent for the outside. We did. We um, we <clears throat> had these huge tents in the back behind the building. Um, there was like a gymnasium that we had a main stage on and the different societies cooked in the kitchen and served out the window of like their cafeteria. And um, we had a cultural stage in one of the office building office rooms and um, the merchants, the marketplace um, was outside in the, under the tent. And um, it was just neat to see how a tent is put up like that. It was just such a grand scale. Um, but we were we were there for many years, um, and did, the weather was great. The weather was horrible, and we just we didn't care. We were there. We were we were having a good time. Yeah, I know. There's been several times that I walked through the tent area and was walking through mud. Right. I mean, it was. <laughs> yeah, and we had several vendors who would say, you know, I will come back to Savannah for any any festival that you have, and then we'll have others that are say. We'd really rather be inside. And so we do our best to, to accommodate those. And with the Civic Center, we had such a great place, such floor space mm-hmm. to have a marketplace and to have our society serving food and, you know, the big children's area that we had. Uh, you know, I, I remember the rock wall when it was there in the corner. Um <laughs> But did you ever climb up it? I did not. <laughs> I did. My next question was going to be, did you fall? Because yeah. I would have fallen. No. Sent many a kids up that wall, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, we've had grand festivals. We've had such fun. Um, the Civic Center was was a great place. It was and the, the one arena. thing I think people liked about the Civic Center was the fact that 90% of it was basically in the same room. Right. You mm-hmm. had the stage, you had the market area, you had the food court. Plenty of tables to sit and eat. Right. And the, and the uh, children's area was basically in the same area, but it was a little bit, it was on the other side of a, a accordion style mm-hmm. um, a wall. Well, then you had the pub stage too and then the VIP area. Well, the pub stage was in a different area. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it was the cultural stage. So that kind of separated those away from... And the pub stage was more of an intimate type of a setting to where people could go in there and just sit down just like they would in a pub. Of course, there was no drinking in there. Well, <laughs> maybe there we was. Tell. Well, we maybe there tell. was. But uh, And then the cultural stage area, it was off to the side and, you know, it was in a nice, quiet little room. And, uh, you know, uh, I think the biggest draw 
in the cultural stage area is the singer songwriters uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, session, and uh, I mean it's it's amazing the people that do the singer songwriters, and then we've had non singer songwriters in there, and it's encouraged them to go and write songs. So I mean I think it's it's a very good. Uh, lead in to help other entertainers in a area that they probably wouldn't think about going to. But once they go to that singer songwriters, you know, it's like, I can do this. So we've going to get a lot of questions now. Why are you having it at the civic center next year? Um, and it is because the arena no longer has events. So we had to find another venue, which we will announce at the end of the podcast. But the venue we do have for 2024, which we're going to announce in a few minutes, um, it's fantastic. And I promise all y'all are going to love it. So um, we've talked about, you know, the the music and, and the previous venues and the history a little bit. Um, the Spain Irish Festival, it makes up what? Dina, you've been with the festival the longest, so you get to answer the question. Tell everybody listening how the Savannah Irish Festival or what it's made up of. So the Savannah Irish Festival Committee is comprised of the local Irish societies. And there, at the time of formation, there were 12 of them. And we have, we have added others. In no particular order, they are the Sinn Féin Society, the Daughters of Ireland, the Finian Society, the Friendly Sons of St. Patrick, Clan Na Aaron, Irish Dancers of Savannah, Irish Heritage Society, the Ancient Order of Hibernians, and the Ladies Ancient Order of Hibernians. Um, Since those, we have also invited and shared the festival with um, the Catholic War Vets and the Police Emerald Society. Um, the Savannah Gaelic Athletic Association, the, the, GAA. the GAA, and they've, they've come about in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So the Savannah Irish Festival Committee is made up of the Savannah Irish societies here in Savannah. And I think everybody wants to be a part of the committee, but people are just busy. So right now we have a handful of what, six or eight of us that are active participants in addition to Walt, myself, and Dina, we've got Shirley, who is our volunteer coordinator. We've got Terry, um, who is, well, she's now the president of the Daughters of Ireland, but she just still support, which we need her. We've got Kristen, which is um, our treasurer. We've got Dory, who's our secretary. And then we also have uh, Delaney, who is new to the committee. She comes from an Irish family, um, and she is just helping us where she can. And then we've got Connie who is um, helping us as well. So we have a group of volunteers that are very dedicated to ensuring the festival committee never dies. Um, and it's hard work. It's it, it's hard, but we're, I feel like if we survive COVID, you guys, yeah. We're, yeah, we're good. So we've talked about a whole bunch of stuff and now the vendors. Well, I think it's important to, uh, to make sure that, um, uh, the festival itself was started by um, mostly members of the AOH. 
I'm not putting a, um, a plug out for the AOH. That's what he's doing. He's putting a plug. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> If you're a gentleman <clears throat> in the Hispanic area, contact Walt Harper. <laughs> but a lot of the uh, uh, members of the original um, uh, committee were members of the AOH and the ladies AOH. Uh, and uh, they, they wanted to start it. And one of the main precepts of the AOH is Irish history. And that's why that they started it. Uh, the Buttermers, the Sheffields, they're all big in the AOH. Uh, so I just wanted to put a plug out to Bobby and Jimmy and uh, Mike and Donna, which was a um, member of the Ladies AOH. Um, I think Bobby was the first president. Uh, I can't think of who the first vice president was, but the treasurer was uh, Mike Sheffield, and the first recording secretary was Donna Sheffield. So um, it's rooted in the AOH, which, uh, which, like I said, our precepts are uh, keeping Irish history alive. And uh, I think that's, I think we have carried that on uh, throughout these uh, 30 some odd years. And uh, we're going to con continue it with the help of all of the Irish organizations. Um, it's not just an AOH thing. It's, uh, you know, it's all of the Irish organizations and they all have a part in this. And uh, I think it's important that, uh, that, that we remember that and, uh, uh, keep our Irish societies foremost mm -hmm. in everything that we do, because without all of our Irish organizations, we we really are not anything. You know, we're just there having a festival, and it's their participation that actually helps. So, uh, with going along with that, Walt, you're right. You know, if it wasn't for the original the OGs, uh, we wouldn't be here today. Um, without those that came before us. But one thing that what we wanted to say, we are the Span Irish Festival Committee and we do plan the Span Irish Festival. But one, well, the main reason we decided to do this podcast is to share with you guys that St. Patrick's Day is not a party on March 17th. It is a whole season. We have traditions. We have culture. We have community. Right here in Savannah. But we're all also Irish 365 days of, of the year. We're not just Irish during the Irish season or no. during St. Patrick's Day. We're Irish the, the, the whole time. Right, because what you're going to find later on in the podcast, you know, the planning goes on for years for the, the parade. You know, they start planning the 2024 parade two years ago because this year, this coming year, it's going to be 200 years. So we want you guys listening to know it's about the heritage and the culture and the Irish here in Savannah. Um, it's not just about a party. So when you're walking down Abercorn Street the, the Sunday before St. Patrick's Day and you see a group of people walking and marching together, that's actually what the real St. Patrick's Day parade when we march down to the Celtic Cross from Mass. Um, so you understand that. And it's not just about, you know, drinking green beer and rainbows and leprechauns. It, it's not about that. Those of us who have connection to Ireland, to the Irish culture, to our Irish community, we, we want to share this with you. So when you come here, 
when you come to Savannah and you see all this stuff happening, it's rooted in a lot of history. Right. And we would love it if you would step back for a minute and be like, wow, you know, Savannah is more than just a party town on March 17th. Respect our history and our culture. Absolutely. And our city. At the Savannah Irish Festival, we have the music, we have the dancers, we have um, the societies. And we ask, we want the societies to still participate. And Walt talked to us a little bit about the society's role and what they are able to do um, at the festival. Well, the societies, a lot of these societies uh, did or helped out with the uh, food court. Uh, we had the Friendly Sons of St. Patrick, which always did a fantastic job of doing the uh, um, fish and chips and the chicken and chips. And then um, we've had um, uh, other vendors or other societies doing uh, different things. We had them doing, uh, I can't remember who the society was, but they did some mulligan stew. And, uh, yeah, the old Finians. Uh, right. And then the uh, uh, Police Emerald Society. They do the Rubens, the Reuben sandwiches. Uh, I think the AOH did uh, bangers and uh, mash at, uh, at a couple of them. And then some of the ones that didn't want to cook uh, uh, would do baskets of cheer and um, the, uh, uh, the shenanigans had a, uh, a golf uh Oh, they had their putt-putt Yes, year. yes, yeah. yes. They had their putt-putt thing, which I wish that they would bring it back. Um, Let's find a, Harry, a spot Harry, Harry, bring it back, okay? <laughs> Harry's a great guy. Harry Pitts, he's a great guy. Uh, so I wish that they would bring it back. Um, that's but, not a subtle hint or anything. That's an ask. <laughs> yes, Harry. It's probably in Thomas's garage. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. but um, Between his garage and your, uh, your and attic, attic, Lord have yeah. mercy. Yeah. But um, the, the Irish societies have always been a part of it, and they've always had a booth there. And um, the booths that they do have, they ask, uh, they want you to come over, inquire about their organization, and if you want to join it, you can. Some of them have uh, restrictions, as in uh, like the AOH, which you have to be Irish. Uh, you have to be a man. By birth, you have to be a man. And... Uh, you have to be Catholic. Uh, there is a uh, ladies AOH, so, and they have the same stipulations that they have to be Irish, they have to be Catholic. Uh, so, but there are some organizations that you do not have to be. The uh, Friendly Sons is uh, one of them. And uh, in uh, some future podcasts, we'll bring in some of the uh, presidents of the different Irish organizations and have them talk about their organizations and uh what they do um but uh dina dina tell us about like the other vendors like um in the marketplace um you know who they what they sell and that kind of stuff sure um so a staple for the savannah irish festival is always saints and shamrocks um hope and her ladies there at the shop right there on liberty and bull um, we love them. They, they come out, um, and you know, when we were in the civic center, they had their spot. <laughs> nobody, nobody got their spot. They were, they were right there at the door. Um, and we've got great vendors that come from North Carolina, from Virginia, from Jacksonville. And, you know, it's great to see the different, um, the jewelry and the brooches and the 
the homemade signs, you know, with your, your family name on them and, uh, you know, the, the coat of arms that they sell and, you know, the, the, um, the nice sweaters and the, the capes and, you know, they're all Irish wool and it's just something that you can't always get in Savannah. Um, Healy glass, um, they were beautiful crystal glass and, and plaques and things that was, you know, they'd have the light shining on it and it would just sparkle and it was just beautiful. You know, the ladies always come out and they're, they're looking at the new, new designer purses with the Celtic knots on them and the, um, the, the, the new silk shirts with the shamrock embroideries and, you know, the scarves and, and it's just, it's great to see the different textiles. It's great to see the different um, wardrobes, fashions, and you know, I'm just always amazed at the jewelry. Um, it's not just ladies' jewelry. They've got great men's rings and pendants and, and like I said, the lapels and the brooches. Um, but it's, it's always nice to see the same, the same vendors coming back. As y'all see, we have um, a lot going on at the festival. We have music. We have dancing. We have food. We have Guinness, you know. Uh, we have Don't other, forget the Jameson. Oh, no. We've got other spirits, too. Um, you know, we've got um, people selling their trinkets, their wares. We've got our societies. And when you come to the festival, we're not outrageously priced. Um, I think in years past, we've done 12 or $15. Um, inflation's a real thing, y'all. So it's going to go up a little bit. Um, but we do try to keep it to where um, 16 and under are free. So if you are a family, it's not going to be too expensive. Um, and if you are a performer, obviously you're not going to pay. Um, if you're a vendor, we'll give you a couple of free tickets. Um, and that goes for our societies as well, you know, but we want you guys to come out. Um, we do have a date for the Savannah Irish Festival in 2024. Um, we're mark actually, your calendars now. Mark your calendars now. Watch our social media. <laughs> um, we're going to do a VIP event on Friday, February the 9th from say, I think we said what around from seven to nine, I think is what we said. Um, so if you are now, what this means is folks VIP, that means you're a sponsor. Okay. We are looking for sponsors. So if you want to know about how you can be a sponsor, contact us. Um, go to our website, go to our Facebook page. Yes. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Instagram. I'm not, but. <laughs> <laughs> for VIP night on February the 9th, it's going to be for our sponsors. Uh, we're going to have a concert. Um, we'll announce that at another time because we want to keep you suspenseful. Um, and then the festival is going to be Saturday, February the 10th. Now, where are we having it? Where are we having it? Where are we having it? I know. I know. <laughs> Me too. Drum roll, please. Boom. We're going to be having it at the Victory North, which is a beautiful venue. Yes, Whitaker and Victory. Um, and I know what everybody's going to say. Parking, parking, parking. Y'all, we got you. So number one, you can park downtown and take the dot. And it'll drop you off right in front of Victory North. Two, you have got a parking deck across the street. Okay? The first two floors are for SCAD students. The rest of the floors are open to public. Okay? There is 187 parking spots around Victory North, believe it or not. Okay, so come out, mark your calendars. Number one, sponsor us because we need your money. 
okay, we want your money. We want to give you a nice We want you to have the experience of supporting the festival and coming out and seeing our grand event. (laughs) That was beautifully worded. Um, So if you're interested in becoming a sponsor to the Savannah Irish Festival, you know, again, follow our Facebook, our website. We will have some light bites there and there will be a cash bar. We have not gotten to there yet. We haven't. You jumped that gun real hard. I'm so sorry. So, Lord have mercy. Okay, so he's just so excited. He's so excited. I am. So we just announced the venue, Victory North. Now, do you want to see what Victory North looks like? You want to come out and check it out? Join us on Wednesday, September the sixth, between five thirty and seven o'clock at Victory North, because the Savannah Area Chamber of Commerce will be doing a ribbon cutting for the Savannah Irish Festival that night at Victory North. Um, We just joined the Chamber of Commerce here in Savannah. We wanted to be able to market um, and talk about the festival. Uh, So we we just joined, rejoined after a couple of years of not being a member. Um, So we're going to be doing a ribbon cutting. Um, There's going to be a cash bar. So bring your money. There's going to be some light bites. We're probably going to have a little triad band. Come and check out the venue. It's a beautiful venue. Um, It holds, I think, 500 people on the inside. And then there's a courtyard outside. They also have um, two subsidiaries, I guess you would call it, restaurants. One is Tripule, and it's known for their coffee and pastries. Then you've got The Garage, which is a very, very nice restaurant. It's very small. Um, So come out and join us on Wednesday, September the 6th. Check out the venue. Cut the ribbon with us so we can kick off the 2024 Savannah Irish Festival event. Check us out, savannahirishfest.com. Um, and that'll give you some information. We're, we're still updating our website. So just kind of bear with us over the next couple of weeks and we will have our sponsorship package uploaded. Um, but you can at least catch the podcast and share it with your friends. And we want to thank uh, D. Daniels Media for producing us. She is amazing. She has several other podcasts um, that she does and we're very excited that she is helping us produce this one. Also want to give a quick shout out to Austin Hill Realty for allowing us to use their space this evening for our podcast. So we hope that this gives you a little insight of where we're going to go. Um, in upcoming ep- episodes, we're going to talk about tourism. I'm going to get Joan Marinelli with Visit Savannah on, on here to talk about that. We're going to talk to the Savannah Gaelic Athletic Association. We're going to talk to Walt Harper about being Irish in Savannah year round. We're going to talk about a lot of cool things. For the first couple of episodes and if you want to know more reach out to the savannah irish fest and we will talk to you soon thanks for listening to the savannah irish festival podcast do us a favor and share this episode with a friend message us on instagram at savannah underscore irish underscore festival big thanks to victory north a fusion of history and modern elegance designed within the walls of a century-old ice factory Victory North stands as a testament to the timeless beauty of Savannah. From sold-out concerts to intimate gatherings and grand celebrations, Victory North offers the perfect canvas for unforgettable occasions. The venue serves as a blank canvas, inviting clients to transform it into their dream space. So step into history and dream up your future. Find more details at victorynorthsavannah.com. That's victorynorthsavannah.com. 
Don't forget, events kick off September 6th with a ribbon cutting at Victory North. The Savannah Irish Festival will be Saturday, February 10th at Victory North with the official start to the Irish season in Savannah. And of course, the 2024 St. Patrick's Day Parade, Saturday, March 16th. The Savannah Irish Festival is made up of multiple Irish societies and organizations in the Savannah area. For a full list, go to savannahirishfest.com. That's savannahirishfest.com. And like Dory says, here in Savannah, St. Patrick's isn't just a day, it's a whole season. <music>